Hey, welcome to a special edition of the Backyard Professor Live. This is my pre-Thrive Live. I'm doing this on the spur of the moment to let all of you know I'm geared up and ready to travel down to St. George, Utah tomorrow for the Thrive get together in St. George, and it's going to be a good time. Hopefully, I will have some ability to do lives while I'm there. That would be really nifty. But in the meantime, <clears throat> I have something else significant and in addition to that I want to share with you of what happened to me when I went to Salt Lake City last weekend to watch the film on Elder Pingree. So let's get this show on the road. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to a special edition of the Backyard Professor Live videos. This is my pre-Thrive Live. I'm getting ready to travel down to St. George tomorrow. I leave early in the morning. It's a long ride, but I will try to set up so that I can do some live sessions while I'm there. That would be a blast. So Let's see who all's here on this special live. Ah, Lisa, good to see you. Gail Capson, good to see you. Lorena, how you doing? Flat Pat, good to see you, my friend. All right, looks like there's a few folks here. Hey, uh, I, this will be my first Thrive, so I'm pretty excited about this. And uh, I'm also excited about the support that, has been given to my BYP response. I do need to say, if you're going to search for those, you can't Google Backyard Professor and get those. I apologize for any inconvenience. You have to type in BYP response or else BYP, Backyard Professor, BYP. So don't forget to do that. Uh, there's two different ways to find me now. Backyard Professor, of course, is the most popular one, and then BYP. So anyway, just to clarify. So, hey, Heidi and Q-Tip. How is everybody? Looks like you guys are doing well. Oh, no, Elisa. Hope your back's okay. Rest. Oh, I thought I gave you the Thrive page last night, Gail. Hold on. Let me double check. Wait. Let me check real quick. I will see if I can. No, not that. 
not that Thrive. Thrive in St. George. Let me see if I can get this. Okay. Let's see. Oh, it'll come in. Thrive Beyond Religion. Results for, oh, St. George. No, I want Thrive St. George. Oh, come on. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay. That's 2022 upcoming event. St. George. Okay, here we go. Uh, let me see if I've... Okay, here. Let me do this for you. Let me see if I can share my screen and do the Chrome tab upcoming events. Share. Let me see if I can get this shared with you guys. There it is. There is the Thrive screen. That's what it looks like. Just Google, just Google Thrive, uh, and you should be able to find it. That's what it'll look like. So, um, yeah, T-H-R-I-V-E in St. George. And that's the uh, the sign-up page. So you should be able to get it from there. I just Googled Thrive in St. George. So there you have that. Hopefully that'll help you out. So, hey, Lo, good to see you, my friend. So, yeah, um, the Thrive has been going on for quite some time. I'm going to meet, meet uh, Bill Rill and Radio Free Mormon. I am stopping in Salt Lake to pick up Maven, and her and I are going to travel down together. Maybe I can do some uh, good recordings and discussions with her while we're on our way down. It's a five-hour drive from Salt Lake, so that'll be kind of fun. I'll have some good videos to show you. I do believe RFM and I are planning to do some TikTok shorts together. So, uh, one thing that happened to me last weekend when I was in Salt Lake City for the return of Elder Pingree, the film that uh, Steve Pinecker of uh, Mormon book reviews posted and uh, Rebecca Biblioteca. And I had some wonderful discussions with them and I put that on video. One of the interesting things that I did is we visited uh, the Sandra Tanner Utah Lighthouse Ministry uh, bookstore. They are closing at the end of this month. And I went and blew my whole wad of money on that. And then the rare bookstore in Salt Lake. I can't remember the name of it. But one of the interesting things that I found there that I have not bought before is Joseph Smith's history by his mother. And this is the Lucy Mac Smith history of Joseph Smith. Now, I have not had time to read. Oh, hold up. My heater's going. Darn it. I forgot to turn that off. Okay, I'll turn it down real quick. Boy, that's a BYP blunder right there. Beer, half the audience disappeared. Bye, see you people. Okay, anyway, um, so I had heard through the grapevine that this was one of the better studies, but I had never before purchased it before. One, because as a former apologist, when I was an apologist, the tanners were taboo. Nobody liked to take them on except perhaps Matt Roper and John Twetness. So I bought this book. Then through the course of the day, when we got to the rare bookstore there downtown Salt Lake, I can't remember the name of it. It's a great bookstore. Uh, I'll be going back to that one. 
I acquired this book, which is compiled by R. Vernon Ingleton, and it's the foreword by Richard Lloyd Dewey, and he's the author of Porter Rockwell, a biography, and that is a terrific book on Porter Rockwell. That is absolutely magnificent, man. What he did, the history of Joseph Smith by his mother, Lucy Max Smith, the unabridged original version, and it's a very thick book. It's a huge book. It's uh, 500 pages, but he also included all of the original manuscript as well as he went through all 12 different editions of the history of Lucy Max Smith, and he put all of the information from all of the editions in it. So this is promising to be a spectacular book. I then acquired the book of books on this fantastically interesting Mormon history subject, Lucy's book, a critical edition of Lucy Max Smith's family memoir, and this is edited by Lavina Fielding Anderson. Now, this is the book of books. This is the one that you're going to want if this particular subject interests you. She goes through and critically compares all of the editions, and she makes sure that in a scholarly manner, not over your head, but scholarly meaning careful, critical, critical, not meaning negative, but careful analysis, she puts together all of the variations, etc. And then I just happened to have had the history of Joseph Smith by his mother, Lucy Max Smith, by Preston Nibley. This is the church's whitewashed version of Lucy Max Smith. This is one of them. There's quite a few of them. Dan Vogel, in his Early Mormonism and the Documents books, I believe it's volume two, it's either volume two or three, he does a partial comparison of one of the editions, I believe it's Preston Nibley's, don't quote me because I haven't seen his contribution yet, uh, but he does a comparison, side-by-side -side comparison of two different editions. One, I believe the 1853 is the important original one. And then he also compared, I believe it's this one by Preston Nibley. The reason I'm bringing this up tonight is simply because I have heard through the years now, what I have had time to do at this point, and I will be doing other videos on this, is I have been able to read the preface of every one of these magnificent books, either the preface or the introduction. I've been very busy getting other materials together, and so I haven't had time to completely work through these in any kind of detail. The interesting thing is we all know that the Tanners are well known for their saying that the church suppressed their history. And of course, that was their watchword. 
everything they brought out, it didn't matter whether it was the history of Joseph Smith. It didn't matter whether it was the various editions of the first vision. Now it doesn't matter whether it's Lucy Mack Smith's book or whatever. The Tanners always constantly yapped about, oh, well, this was suppressed. That was changed. Uh, revelations were tinkered with and changed. They revised the history to make it more palatable. And they wanted to take out the bad parts and put in the good parts, etc., 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 ad nauseum. And we all basically got pretty cotton-picking tired of the same old narrative from the Tanners. Oh, that's just anti-Mormons. As it turns out, they were telling the complete truth. Yeah. Very remarkable here. The critics of the church, Gerald and Sandra Tanner, were right. It was the church who excommunicated the truth tellers, the Tanners, as well as several other different types of scholars and historians through the, the last 50 years, five decades. They've been getting rid of those who do too careful of study of the history. Now, isn't that astonishing? You know, we want to testify. We are the truth. We have the genuine restoration, etc. And yet, every time someone said, oh, well, in that case, when we compare the original document from Joseph Smith's day to the one that you guys have, there's this change and this change. And these aren't just mere grammatical changes. So many of these changes significantly alter the doctrine. Yeah, the doctrine that the modern church teaches now that they say Joseph Smith taught was not what Joseph Smith taught. Now, that's significant. And the Tanners in the 1960s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, and 2010s said that also. Well, they got kicked out. D. Michael Quinn, you know, Dan Vogel, all, all the September 6th, you know, Kate Kelly, John DeLynn, Bill Real. Everybody who has actually dug into the history has discovered that there has been obfuscation. There has been um, manipulation with the historical record. And as it turns out, it is the church who is the manipulator. They are the ones who have been guilty of the manipulation. The Tanners got it right. Now, if you're thinking, and I know there's going to be a lot of Mormons who watch this video after this live session is over. There may be some right now watching who don't dare comment in the chat or whatever. It's, it's all good. You're wonderful. You're welcome to watch it as much as you want. And you're going to say, oh, well, backyard professor has now just become a professional anti-Mormon. Nothing could be further from the truth. Oh, well, all you've done, backyard professor, is now you flip sides. Nothing could be further from the truth. What I have discovered is where the more realistic, where the more probable, honest truth is being taught, and it is with deep irony that it just happens to be the most bitter, bitter 
the church's description of the Tanners. You can see my videos with Sandra Tanner and also with Rebe Rebecca Biblioteca just last week on my video sections on Mormon Discussion, Inc. We had a delightful time. That woman isn't bitter. <laughs> she is a delight. None of us are bitter. What we are is truth seekers. And I, I know that almost sounds hokey. I get that, yeah. I, I mean, but but that's how I see myself. I don't see myself as apostatized and now I'm I'm falling away from the light. Satan's tempting me and I'm getting darker in my mind, etc. That's the church's description of people who disagree with them. Well, we don't have to accept that kind of a label. In fact, I don't. I don't see this as apostasy, as a falling away. I see this as an elevation into the further actual light and knowledge that Father promised. And one of the very best ways is keen and careful looking into the documents, keen and careful and discriminatory comparison and analysis to see if changes have been made to discover that, yes, changes have been made. Many thousands of them are really quite important because they shift the narrative into a meaning that Joseph Smith might not have had, or his mother, Lucy Mack Smith, she might not have actually believed what the whitewashed version of Preston Nibley says. Now that we have excellent scholars who have analyzed all of the texts, all of the various editions, all three of these scholars, Ingleton, did I beat up my computer, Anderson, and the Tanners. You know, the Mormons make a big deal about three witnesses. You know, the three witnesses to the Book of Mormon, right? Well, the, the witnesses help establish the truth of the matter. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall the truth be established. Well, we now have three witnesses of a very stunning fact. The church suppressed Lucy Mack Smith's history of Joseph Smith. True story, man. That's astonishing to discover that. The Tanners weren't just gallivanting through apostate dark-mindedness, making stuff up as they went. They were comparing the textual data and they discovered that there was an enormous amount of revising going on for years by the first presidency under the instigation of Brigham Young himself, the then prophet. And he gathered several people around him and they helped him. 
And they kept a journal of what they were doing with Lucy Mack Smith's memoir. And they say, yes, spent the day revising. Oh, we had three hours. Uh, so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so, and and myself got together, and we revised Lucy Mack Smith's book. And we spent the afternoon in revising and rewriting, etc. But at first, it was suppressed for several years. That is, it was hidden. (laughs) And just as of what was it, 2019 or 2020? I made a video of this just recently. Dallin Oaks and uh, J. Melvin Ballard said, oh, well, we don't hide any history. We don't hide anything. We are completely open. Well, you are now because of the work of the real good scholars. Ingleton, Vogel, Quinn, Lavina Fielding Anderson. And now we can add the Tanners to that because they did not cheat with the sources. Now, that's what I was taught. Oh, the Tanners, they just cheated with the sources. You can't trust them. Okay, let's say that's true. Okay, so get rid of them entirely. You can't say that about Lavina Fielding Anderson's book. And you can't say that about our Vernon Ingleton's book either. So out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, the truth will be established. We have three witnesses, and we can compare them with the church's whitewashed version. That's what I'm going to do periodically for some new, very interesting materials and videos and information. And of course, the the church wants us to imagine that, oh, hey, hey, we are now completely transparent because now we have the Joseph Smith Papers Project. You know, this this is a very, very important text for a very interesting reason of which I'm talking about right now. Truly, this is their text on the revelations and translations of the Book of Commandments, the original compilation of the Doctrine and Covenants was called the Book of Commandments. This is it. And they compare all of the changes, the deletions, and the additions, and who was responsible for those between the various editions of the Book of Commandments and the various editions of the Doctrine and Covenants. So, ironically enough, because the church has been forced into not withholding anymore, they've been hiding it forever, now they're producing it. And then they want us to think, well, see, we've always been this way. Bunk, not before the Joseph Smith Papers Project, they haven't. We have boatloads of testimony of, of none other than their own professional historian, Leonard J. Arrington, whom the church hired, and then they squelched him because he began to open up the archives to everybody, and they began to teach 
the real history of what happened, not only with just Joseph Smith and Brigham Young, but the pioneers, the westward movement, the great basin kingdom, how they sold and utilized beer and tobacco, etc., when they got here to the Salt Lake Valley, how much money they were spending, who they traded with, who they killed, you know the mountains, meadows, massacre, stuff like that. Well, the church was horrified via Boyd K. I can't stand real truth Packer. And they got rid of Arrington. <laughs> and they squelched the actual official history of the church. So through us people, normal John Q. Joes and Jane Q. Does, the public itself, we finally said, we've had it with you idiots. You know, if you're going to be this way, we want nothing to do with you. Say, okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. We'll come clean and start producing the Joseph Smith papers. So, as it turns out, I have one, the church official website, the Joseph Smith papers, is accessible for free. You can look this book up and compare your own changes, the changes they have for free, or you can get the text. So now we have the church itself. We have Ingleton. We have Lavina Fielding Anderson. And we have the Tanners. We have four witnesses that the record has been tampered with. And not in order to give the truth but in order to whitewash and change its meaning into a narrative that on careful examination simply makes no sense compared to the record that we have now. And so this is also very, very important. So I am very excited to be able to jump into this, and I will share with you some of the very remarkable, interesting items that were suppressed in Lucy Max Smith's book, as well as, interestingly enough, several of the additions that Brigham Young felt Lucy should have said, but she didn't. And so Brigham Young puts words in her mouth. I mean, the blatant, dishonest, hypocritical cheating of historical, historical sources cannot get worse than that. You have no right to tell a dead person what they really should have said, and then without indicating it, put that in the record as if she said it. This is what makes Lavina Fielding Anderson's book so powerful, is the church did not use ellipses. They didn't use bracket marks. They didn't say, well, this isn't Lucy's words. This is our words. This is what we think she meant. They did none of that. They simply wrote their own idea into Lucy Max Smith's book. Then the John Q. Public thought that Lucy Max Smith either said that or believed that, and it wasn't that way. That's a pretty serious charge. And now we have one, two, three, 
four witnesses. Solid, pure evidence that not only has the church suppressed history for its own filthy lucre in a false faith promoting narrative to fob off onto the public, but they actually revised it and rewrote it in order to make it look like what they wanted it to, not what actually was said or happened. So there are some exciting themes. There's some exciting ideas coming out soon in many videos that I'm going to be producing, including the Joseph Smith comparisons of the Book of Commandments with the Doctrine and Covenants, as well as Lucy Mack Smith's book. Because some of the things that were changed, and I've only gotten a couple of hints, I jumped into the books and, and kind of tried to get a feel for what am I going to be able to talk about. And there's some really interesting stuff in there. For one thing that they wanted to change was Lucy emphasized a certain characteristic in her history. She wanted a specific type of background that she emphasized. But Brigham Young and the church didn't think that was all that significant. So they began to change that and add their own. She, astonishingly enough, now, and, and this is hard to this is hard to believe. I'm looking forward to discovering this. But what little I've read uh, in both Ingleton and Lavina Fielding Anderson's texts. Lucy Mack Smith's background, her pride and joy, and don't get this wrong, I'm, I'm probably not wording this as good as I can. Let me think. Her emphasis, that's a better way to put this, is not on Joseph Smith and the restoration of the priesthood and the authoritative patriarchal hierarchy of the kingdom of God. That wasn't her interest. So she never emphasized that. Now it makes beautiful sense that that really disturbed Brigham Young because him and Sidney Rigdon and James Strang fought over the succession to Joseph Smith and with Joseph Smith's kids, right? So to them, the priesthood authority would have been seriously significant. Lucy Mack Smith didn't give a fly and flip about any of that. Her emphasis was different as the mother of the prophet. There's a real interesting hint to let you think about. Fun stuff to look into. So I am looking very, very forward to sharing more information on Lucy Max Smith. Uh, let me talk to you guys for just a couple of minutes. Um, see who's here. Low Tiger. Hey, welcome. DS. Hello. How you doing? Elisa, I've said hi to you already. And Gail and Flat Pat and all of you guys. Heidi and Q-Tip. 
Who else is here? DS, Tiger, Elisa, Lowe, Gail. I saw someone here. Oh, yeah, Michael Ray. Yeah, lifting those books is a good workout. They're heavy enough and detailed enough that they each weigh 10 pounds. DS, welcome. Welcome. I love Jesus. Welcome. So um, I'm excited to get down to Thrive so that I can hobnob with some of my dear friends and hopefully meet some of you if you can make it. If you can't, it's okay. We are all, I think, going to be doing recordings. I certainly am. And if I can't get any live sessions, I will do some several recordings so that I can, uh, hey, Pat has a thought. Welcome. You're just getting here just as I'm closing out. I apologize. This is just a quick unannounced live. I've gone for a half hour. That's about how long I wanted to go. I apologize for not sticking around longer, but I've got to get some rest. I've got a long drive ahead of me tomorrow. I will keep in touch with you guys, either through uploading recordings that I make or through doing the live. So keep your eyes on this channel, The Backyard Professor. I'm going to keep you updated through the weekend. Remember, you're awesome. Be good, do well, have fun, sleep well, stay sharp, be happy, make friends, smile. It makes people wonder what you are up to. <laughs> and I'm going to take off out of here, and I will travel safe, I promise. Hey, Nikki McGee, good to see you. Thank you for coming. I'm just now leaving. I apologize. Yes, I will, Gail Capson. I will travel safe, I promise. And uh, I'm going to, yes, I will. I love Jesus. I will travel safe, I promise. But I am going to go get a good night rest. So thanks for everything you guys do for me. I appreciate all your support. I've got new podcasts up on the backyardprofessor.org. And if you would if you would like to make a recurring uh, small donation there, that would be most appreciated. And if you don't or you can't, that is also perfectly fine by me. I'm going to continue doing these podcasts because I love learning. And, <laughs> you know, I blabber like crazy. And I love sharing what I discover. And I dig deep and I discover some really cool stuff. I've been told that. That's not me bragging. That's just what I've been told. And I'm continuing to do so because I love helping people come to grips with the reality that reality isn't what we were taught. Hey, sometimes that can be a shock, right? So we're here to help you absorb that shock and recognize once again something that I have become fond of telling you, and then I will leave, I promise. I'm not going to make this a long goodbye. But there is really excellent news. Sincerely, the light is within. And that's fantastically cool to know. Love all you guys. See you soon.